Uh, we're not experts. No, absolutely not. We're just speaking out of our patoots. Um, but also, like, based off of real life, like, our lived experiences and, like, whatever knowledge we picked up here and there. But we're, like... We're regular dudes. Regular. Regular Joes on the streets. Normal, but, you know... And so be curious to, like, learn and then be vulnerable to mess up. Because there's, like, no way... Like, I'm sure in this conversation, there was, like, ten problematic things that we said. Like, but it's okay because you're going to tell us yeah. and we're going to learn from it. Right. Because you're going to you critique us. All yeah, right. All the bed. Do you want to start it? I'm so nervous. No, Can you okay. start it? You want me to start it? Okay, let's do introductions. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, I guess this is a podcast or something like that. <laughs> um, we are going to introduce ourselves to you so we're not just some strangers. Um, my name is Georgina Simon. I use she, her, hers pronouns. And the food that I'm eating today is uh, apples and peanut butter the greatest snack combo and oh, apples are honey crisp which is the greatest apple type ever literally. Um, you can fight with yourselves <laughs> on that one i know jenny <laughs> um through student org activities and i think through kaylin yeah yeah shout out kaylin fam <laughs> what's up and i'm here because um i like to have conversations especially tough ones and i like to use my voice and give my perspective and hopefully the words that um, I speak today bring some type of inspiration or influence to your life and positive vibes only. My name is Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Pronouns she, her, hers. Um, so for snack, as promised, Ask Avo has avocados. Um, I don't know what type of sugar this is, but it's not white sugar. It's Georgie raw said. Raw cane sugar. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not the artificial sugar. Yeah, you can't trust white sugar, apparently. I don't. My mom told me not to. Yeah, I know Georgie through Kaylin and then student orgs. Like, we collabed through BSU and ASU on our campus. And uh, why am I here? First off, um, some context. Uh, we both live in Minnesota. Um, and so this summer, during the pandemic and everything, um, the death of George Floyd sparked a lot of civil unrest um, and caught a lot of attention um, on racism and like Black Lives Matter and like all these really important issues. And something that really matters to me is like getting the Asian American community on board. If as Asian Americans we understand that oppression exists, then we should be there for others who are oppressed as well. Our liberations are tied and so help like being there in solidarity for our black community is like how we find liberation for all of us. So well said. Mm -hmm. I'll cheers to that. Okay, let's <laughs> let's take a bite. Tell them why you don't like avos. I don't like the taste or the texture. My parents ruined it for me. The stuff that my parents would put in their guacamole. Mm made me want to gag. Okay. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Okay. Oh, my cat is here. I'm sorry. So cute. So cute. He just knows that we're recording. He's trying to get attention. He loves attention. Oh, uh, we're not allowed to curse, are we? Oh, no, but you know, you know, just If it's if it slips out <laughs> You know, just beep it, you oh, know? Okay, yeah, beep, beep. I'll just good. beep it, yeah. Okay, so this is so good. We like we released or I mean I released a form for general questions or 
Asian and Black solidarity. And there were four main questions. The first one is, what do you think of the model minority ideology? Before we dive into the question, I want to acknowledge that our answers were more centered around East Asian experiences and we did not dive into the different Asian experiences or Asian American experiences across the board. One summer, back in 2018, I took a study abroad trip to South Korea. I stayed in Seoul at Korea University um, to take some classes, and one of my classes this one was about um, Asian and Asian American representation in media. And I was like, this is interesting. I mean, I'm in Korea um, and I'm like in the BSU and I would, like, we plan to like do more collaborations with student groups and one of them is ASU. I thought, why not just get some extra information in my brain? So um, in that class, we did learn about the model minority um, ideology. And it's a very interesting one because um, it puts the Asian community in like such an awkward spot from the way that I understand it because they have the perks of being so close to whiteness yet they're still considered a minority so there's only like so far that they're allowed to go but that's also at the expense of all other minorities. I understand the model minority as something that like pits black and Asian people against each other and like during I think World War II somewhere around that time it was like there was civil unrest and that was what was being used like oh look like Asians are behaving like Asians aren't doing anything and then on like an individual level like there's this expectation to succeed and like this pressure to do well and to dismiss discrimination and to dismiss like struggle it's almost reversible like black people because there's always yeah. the expectation to fail yeah the expectation to be worse than everyone else yeah. the expectation to not go anywhere and that you're always gonna be at the bottom in addition to model minority which like isn't a part of the question so in addition to this idea that like you were slightly better than black people we're also perpetually foreigners that's why um with like covid we see that there was like the Asian virus, the Chinese virus. I also learned about Orientalism in that class. Mm. I forgot. That was something I thought was important. Um, it's a very difficult term to like talk about because there's like so many layers to it and there's like so much history behind it and behind like the interactions of Europe and Asia and even the Middle East. It was Edward Said. It's something that I feel like everyone should look up on. It's a really good read. I actually had to read that for global studies too. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I had to read it for like multiple classes actually. And mm -hmm. it definitely puts into perspective like your own biases and views on others and like how you perceive them based on the notion and ideologies that these previous people came up with. And I think that like with like the model minority, it okay, it makes me think of my study abroad trip because I went to South Africa this like past winter break. And like with the apartheid, there's like, in South Africa, there were like four different races. So there was like white, and then there was Asian, colored people, and then black people. And like, just like, that's what people just do. Like slightly put people above people just enough to silence versus like having us unite. With the model minority, what is really annoying is that Asian people are then silenced. 
about their own oppression, but also so in supporting other oppressions and supporting black people and sitting with that, just like being the model minority. Having a little bit more privilege or like experiencing oppression, maybe not like less, but just like differently. I, I rather than just like looking at it, at a bigger picture and being like, well, this is f <laughs> <laughs> this is messed up and we need to like be together. There's definitely people out there who are okay with the model minority. Yeah. like concept yeah. but like thinking of like what you just said I feel like I don't know what you have to have gone through what your views and values have to be to get to a point where you are okay letting other people suffer more than you let alone people who are being systematically oppressed institutionally oppressed in silence and like I don't know it's just I feel like there's certain things that are common knowledge but then at the end of the day you also have to understand that there are ideas and biases that have been put into our head that we've been taught either those people are ignorant choosing to be ignorant or they definitely know and are letting those biases form their morals and judgments and I'm not saying that to be harsh or rude to anyone See, like, you understand where I'm coming from, but it is in no intention to, like, hurt anyone's feelings. I'm trying to understand right. is what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. So the next question is, what are some barriers of Asian and Black solidarity? We're afraid to engage and mess up and be vulnerable and, like, say the wrong things. Like, if you're Asian American, even, like, across the board, we've been taught, like, anti-Blackness. Like, you don't even have to be Asian American. I grew up in a household where, like, my parents said, like, the most not okay things and when you have your parents saying that at a very young age like that affects you like in one way or another like it might not be your fault but like at our age especially after you watch this podcast like you <laughs> you have knowledge and so you have responsibility and i feel like like i just think about brian stevenson um he's a civil rights um lawyer because I wanted to be a lawyer for a minute I mean maybe I still want to be a lawyer but like lawyers are cool yeah kind of yeah kind yeah of. he's cool and like he helps like those who are on what like right before death was that called death row death row yeah and tries to like get them off of death row and he talks about how this whole idea of like don't go outside like you might you're, you're in the bad neighborhood, like, don't go to the bad neighborhoods, right? Like, that's the sort of thing that we hear. But he was just saying that the most important and, like, a really important key to all of this is, like, proximity. It's, like, how would you ever understand the struggles? The struggles, but, like, the celebration, like, the uniqueness and, like, everything, anything about the black community if you're never near black people. People aren't just people for you to study, you know, like yeah, especially, especially anthropology and even that has a messed up history. We do open a lot of doors through books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But people, you got to interact with people to people get to know real. people. Yeah, like the, we're real. We have consciences <laughs> like you are your mind or are you your soul? Depends on your viewpoints, of course. But like people are real and I like that proximity thing. But like the whole proximity thing there's no way you can know anything about a person let alone like a community if you're not engaging with them mm -hmm. like that makes all the sense in the world like 
even going to like an event for five minutes at like your campus or something or even like tuning in to like a podcast or something or like even watching like YouTube videos or like I don't know like we have we have the resources to like go out and educate ourselves we have the resources we have the people in the locations like I feel like all that's left is that you need to choose for yourself if that's a step you want to take because you're not going to be doing much advocacy for the black community if you don't know any black people or you don't hang out with any black people or you don't talk with any black people you don't have critical discussions with black people you don't even just like go to cookouts or i don't know like that that's key honestly yeah. for anything too i say that for like anything and everything don't just like preach on a soapbox like really try and like understand like the books are important history is important facts are important but it's the real life experiences that like make it real. Yeah. And another thing is like Asians are um, discriminated against too. There's like a time and a space and I feel like this isn't an Olympics. It's the oppression Olympics for me. The way that race as a concept from my understanding, I'm speaking in I statements, the way that I understand race as a concept, there is a hierarchy. Like, there's the majority, which is white people, and there's the minority, which is non-white people. And the minority itself is broken down into the racial and even ethnic categories, if you were to throw that into the mix. The model minority concept in and of itself like shows, like there are certain people that will receive a certain benefit over others. And so everyone has their own privileges, whether you believe it or not whether you see it or not. Black liberation is the liberation of everyone. If you think about the way the structure of this country is built, it's built on the backs of slaves, on the lands of Native Americans. They put us at the bottom and they continue to do that through the structure of the system. All institutions, like even looking at pay rates, a black woman would get paid way less than like a black male or even an Asian woman. Like it's there, the numbers are there, the stats are there the words are right there in fine print you just have to read through the lines so i think something else i like wanted to add was like we can't lose and i guess this is like on both communities like we can't lose focus on the idea that like we need each other i like that like we can't like lose focus on the fact that like the whole idea of model minority was made to pit our communities against each other and like though there are faults within the community that like ultimately we need to get to the I, I, like i am also very hopeful like that we can just unite we're we're both like in very different ways being oppressed so let's focus on the oppressor that's exactly it it's like saw the movie saw <laughs> if like two guys are locked in a room and saw's gonna try and kill them both and they're arguing about how they're getting out with each other it's like, dude, you got Literally. a whole serial killer having you captive. Literally. You're all like arguing. I really like your analogy. Because I be thinking different from other people, and it's really hard to get a lot of my thoughts across. So analogies are like just so simple. It's like, here. It might not even make sense to you, but it makes sense to me. Right. You know? Exactly. You know. The next question is, how do we combat anti-blackness in the Asian American community? Or just anti-blackness in general? Mm. Mm. I love this question. 
because what comes with anti-blackness if you think about the dichotomy pro-whiteness white supremacy in my mind these are concepts that come with anti-blackness if you want to address anti-blackness you need to address the eurocentric standards that have been placed on us you need to address the colorism that exists in every community you need to address the pro-whiteness of like wanting lighter skin fair skin being more white blue eyed blonde hair straight like which goes with the eurocentric um ideals but anti-blackness covers a lot of ground like a lot of ground so there's like a lot that like needs to be unpacked with that but if we're talking like you can talk about in each community because there's even anti-blackness like in the black diaspora if you think about it like people who are like like some east africans for example i'm speaking on behalf of myself not me but like people that i know who have experienced this where like their family or family members wouldn't consider themselves black in america they consider themselves their nationality which is like okay you got the black skin in this country the police are gonna think you're black <laughs> people are gonna approach you like you're a brother but you are so certain that you're not black because the concept of race doesn't exist there they're homogenous so it's like but then they're also being taught about what black people are like there so they have this idea it's like it's a whole oh no <sighs> there was a fruit fly <laughs> oh i know they eat it still i don't care what protein you know protein <laughs> That's what the peanut butter's for. My <laughs> <laughs> protein. Never mind. You're not. You're not vibing with the idea. <laughs> the freezer's locked. <laughs> this house is falling apart. Anti-blackness. I feel as though like a really big thing with this is that pro-whiteness and colorism—they kind of go together. And Eurocentric standards of beauty—they all kind of go together. I feel like that's something you have to combat because. From my understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong as well. Um, I'll take critique. Colorism, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just use colorism as a blanket term right now, but that's like seen everywhere. Like you can go to like some, like you can go to like a country in West Africa probably and see like a billboard ad for like lightning cream or like bleaching your skin. Or like you can go to like K-pop even, and you're gonna see whitewashed versions of these idols. Or like Bollywood films and every single Bollywood actor is light skin even though that's not the majority in India like it's across the board like something that is expressed in a lot of cultures and communities like the idea of colorism and that also puts on the weight of the lighter you are the better which is pro-whiteness because whiteness is like based on the concept that they have fair skin it's like pure like angelic like they're god sent you feel so and it's kind of difficult too with the asian community because of the model minority concept and the fact that like white foreigners are coming in and like labeling you as exotic and foreign and orient but then also like I don't know, like, your features are almost close to them, like, with the fair skin, but then that's, like, only in certain areas. But they also were in the Middle East. Like, there's so, like, there's so much to, yeah. like, unpack, especially if we're talking Asian community because 
we I think we've all said it, it's big. And there's like so many different experiences and understandings in different areas and histories because Europeans treated everyone differently. And that's something that people forget. I don't know. I feel like colorism is a big thing though for anyone and everyone because like you can see it. Like, I don't know, man. Like you really see it everywhere. That's such a loaded question. I don't know what you would do. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like to deconstruct that, you just have to deconstruct what beauty is. I feel like, cause anti-blackness is based on blackness, which is based on a color, which is based on features and like appearance. But then on top of that, they add like stereotypes and assumptions and ideologies that people associate with that color. Mm. And so that's where the colorism comes from. They believe the lighter you are, the better you are, the more pure you are, the cooler you are, the sexier you are. I don't know. So that has to be like you ha like for anything to be like resolved, especially something so ongoing, it has to be nipped at the bud. And the bud is, at least from what I can understand from my rambling, is the perception of beauty or like the perception of people in general. Like, don't worry about the differences, yo. I got melanin, you don't. It's okay. It don't mean nothing. They're yeah. trying to tell you it means something. Yeah. Like, I was thinking as you were thinking, like, I like, the saw extra the bubbles storm. are coming in. <laughs> I, was just your I was just like, Whoa. It's like a bad habit or like a big lie that you were told your entire life. Dude, it's like a bad habit. It's like a bad habit. You know what I mean? Like, it's a like really it, bad habit. Yeah, and you just can't. Like bad, maybe it's a bad analogy, but you know, it's like when you're trying to change something, you just can't. Like, and, and like your parents told you, and the society told you, and like, you might even get repercussions for being around black people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, not I'm speaking to like Asians, but like, like you, you, you want to strive for like whiteness, right? Like that's mm -hmm. what we're, we're taught. Oh, I have an answer. Take I have another away. one, an Take another away. answer. Take it away. How can you effectively attack anti-blackness? You can start with representation. I didn't think about that for a second. I was going on about this colorism thing, but how do we get to that point? Dog, representation. Yeah. How many black main characters do you know? That's a raven. Of anything. That's a raven? How do you get away with murder? Okay. There's a lot. No, no, there are quite a few. I can get more specific. I can be like, how many black main like movie characters do you know where the story is not about racism? My point exactly. How many black love movies do you know where it's not about racism? You get my point? <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that the representation that is being put out there of black people is intentional. You probably know it now since the whole George Floyd thing kind of sparked it and if you're on TikTok, you should know it. Media loves to paint the picture that black people are savages, animalistic, they are thugs, they are all these negative connotations. And that's from posting videos of black deaths, uncensored, no warnings. That is posting videos of black people with mugshots. That is the U of M police misidentifying a suspect in their emails that is literally any form of representation that is meant to either oppress black people or remind black people of their oppression and I don't mean that in a bad way because there are 
outlets of media and um, forms of media that do highlight that oppression and describe it and illustrate it in a very well way, but aren't you tired of it? What needs to happen is that there needs to be like a transparent understanding that we are human. I like think about this like psychologically and for me it's like let your curiosity like be curious and be vulnerable. Like mm. I think that like to me that's so important for you to like really be curious about our systems, right? Like I taking a class right now who talks about that talks about like welfare um the welfare system, you know, like, there's, like, this rhetoric that, like, black people, like, are undeserved, well, starver. America runs on this idea of, like, you know, you work your best, and that's where the model minority myth and the American dream kind of, like, bleeds mm -hmm. in. It's, like, you work your best, you try your hardest, and, like, you can get X, right? Mm -hmm. And it, as an immigrant, like, that's everything that my parents believes in. And it's so hard, yeah, you know, like, it's so hard for you to, like, take a step back and be like, well, that's not the case. Actually, we're in a system of oppression. Like, that's really hard because, ev like, the amount of effort that my parents have gone is because they're, like, so focused on the idea that in America, if you work your best, you can get X. Mm -hmm. And with race, the first thing it requires you to do is to destroy that, like, foundation of a lot of immigrants, you know, that that foundation and so I guess like be curious about like the systems that we are in and like really think like wh like why isn't this adding up like I it just blows my mind when like people are like they're they're black people dying and somehow like no one's curious like no one's like like what is wrong like why is this okay like why is this dismissed and like when we look at welfare like there's this rhetoric that black people lower income people of color are like taking right like mm -hmm. taking money but when we look at it when we look there are more low income white people benefiting from welfare and same with affirmative action affirmative action it's always like oh like people of color black people are the ones benefiting from affirmative action but white women benefit the most from affirmative action kind of annoying when people blame people for it yeah they blame everyone for it and it's like no it's supposed <laughs> to make the playing field even like yeah y'all forgot the system was rigged like i mean that's literally how some people describe racism it's just a big lie and then eventually it became its own thing and everyone plays into it we build systems on the idea of it and so be curious to like learn and then be vulnerable to mess up because there's like no way like, I'm sure in this conversation, there was, like, ten problematic things that we said. Like, but it's okay because you're going to tell us yeah. and we're going to learn from it. Right. Because you're going to critique you us. Yeah. That's all that matters. Honestly, like, humans are curious beings. Like, we're, we've got this intelligent mind on our heads for a reason. Because we evolved that way. Or we were put that way. Or we were made that way. However you believe. Um, but with that comes, like, curiosity and Y'all, fall victim to that because curiosity is the only way you're going to learn more. And I know that your brains are hungry to learn more, whether you believe it or not. You're out here constantly learning, whether it be learning in school, whether it be learning about history, or learning a TikTok dance. Yeah, learning a TikTok dance. You heard me right. Maybe you're learning a language. Maybe you're learning um, 
a dance. I already said that. Maybe you're learning a song. Maybe you're learning how to take care of an animal. I don't know. But we're constantly learning and you're not done learning. You're not done experiencing. You're not done doing anything until you're done. Like, done. And then what are you going to do with that knowledge? Yeah. That's the important thing. What are you going to do once you've obtained that? Last question is, how can we effectively unite black and Asian communities? Can we effectively unite? I feel like every community's got their own issues. I'm not here to speak on anyone's community's issues. I just feel like like once you can get your own community on the same page is then when you can start working with other people. An effective way is to just start like here. Start right where you are. How many black or Asian people do you know? And how many are you in contact with? How many do you have critical discussions with? Or do you just hang out with? How many do you know that are like close to you? How many do you know just as acquaintances or like buddies or just based off of proximity? How many have you grown up with? How many are you in class with? I feel like I'm just like, I'm using a lot of examples, but who is in my life that I can work with towards a common goal? You know, whether that be making a podcast this is my third time referencing to this making a podcast whether it be posting youtube videos or whether it be like having discussions or signing up for a class or like i don't know like going to a protest or like organizing like a town hall or a sit-in like work with the people around you because if you can get your own communities to get together that's going to like catch someone's eye and that might inspire them to go and do the same thing. It might even inspire your own friends because think of the change that they have. If you're black and you invite your Asian friend to work on something with you, like um, you're setting up a town hall for the police department on your campus or something, that's an example. And then a bunch of your friends, both your friends and communities and student orgs show up and people get inspired. Now like an Asian friend <laughs> is looking out for a black friend to work on something. You just have to get the ball rolling. Like, if you can get the ball rolling, momentum will do the work. Hey, it's law, it's the law of inertia. Bill Nye the science guy. Bill, 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 Bill Nye the science. Bill, Bill, Bill. Okay. <laughs> I was like, focus, and you were like, analogy. And then I just. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. My brain is like a. Tr like, you know, you train a thought. Like, mine's an actual train, like in um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. The train that'd be flying in the oh, sky, oh, that's just going crazy. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah, yeah. my that's my thoughts. Like whenever I speak out loud, it just goes. You just have to catch on, like grab on, like you know, like the TikTok. Like, won't you hold a porous in his hand? It's not even TikTok. It's Princess and the Frog. Ha! Caught myself before you could catch me. <laughs> okay, let me stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, start with your own community. That was like a really. I think a really good and important point. I don't care if you live in like Maple Grove, Wyzetta, like start in those white ass, on those like- Sometimes you have to. You, you, you do, cause like, you gotta start with where you, okay, cause like I, I think it might feel a little disingenuine or disingenuous. Dis, or you can say it's ingenuine. It's just ingenuine if, it might feel ingenuine if you've never like you might not know where to start right so like it just did its routine like 20 minutes shut and like oh, i like luckily like saw it, it before okay 
it happened again. It keeps lagging to turn on, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, just the so. last part, you know, and basically we're saying <laughs> we don't have to shoot for like black and Asian solidarity, like bigger, like fix all solution. Just like start with our little, not our little, but like our communities, our individual relationships, like building connections. It's people's power. Organizing, yeah. creating an event or getting to know someone better. Just anything. I feel like you should also just engage in like the other's community. I don't know, there's something glorious about a salad bowl. And I say salad bowl because we live in a melting pot. The melting pot is like all the diversity is put in but it's melting together so no one's diverse. It's just we're all different. And we make this big glob as opposed to a salad bowl which has got all your vegetables. You know you got the onion, the lettuce, the tomato. If you're going to take that extra step to work towards solidarity, you need to take the extra step just to understand them as people. You know, just engage. Go to an event. Go to um, a celebration. Go to, like, a room. Hang out with some people. You know, get to know them as people. Get to know their culture if they're willing to share. Get to know their history. See how um, your world's intertwined. See how much you have in common. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have a lot in common with my black and African friends, but I have damn near just as much as common with almost every other minority friend. The types of food you eat or like what something in your language translates to. It could be a whole other language and it functions the same. Like just understanding how connected we are as people at that basic level. I'm talking like most basic. Like take away all labels and notions and ways that you use to navigate the world. Strip it all. Like we're people with experiences. We all suffer. We all celebrate, and that's what matters. Well said. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like solidarity will come once everyone's on the same page, and I mean everyone. And I mean like, I'm talking one day, the 99% all at the exact same time just decided, F it. <laughs> I'm done, and called it, and they said, yeah, this is it. That's a revolution. The government would literally collapse. Tell me the government wouldn't collapse. Like, okay, I'm not supporting this, but if we all just decide we're not gonna vote, do don't do that. <laughs> wait, if we all, wait, 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 listen. If we all, like, all across the like board, like, the entire, like, every single all United States citizen vote. decided not to vote, and just were like, we're gonna revolt, like, all 50 states, all 50 states, not like. Like all 50, all 50, five zero. We're not recommending this as like, <laughs> you know, we're telling you all 50 states on that Tuesday on that just Tuesday, didn't vote. Just didn't vote. There would be no electoral college, thus there'd be no president, thus there'd be no government because there's no checks and balances. And then we can finally build a nation on a foundation of trust and understanding and not lies and bigotry. Right. I'm literally, th I think about this all like, the time. Yeah. I think about like, what if America just stopped being, I'm sorry, my language, like my French is going to come out now. What if America just stopped being a bunch of little shits and just decided that, yeah, everyone is cool, everyone exists, the freedoms we promise are as they are. And the country flourished without the, the crippling systems of healthcare and law enforcement and education and work and economics and government like if they all just function the way they're supposed to yo maybe this country would actually be something there's so much history out there about 
all types of communities, races, ethnicities, nationalities, cultures, traditions that just aren't taught. Yeah. Like, kids that look like you and me have to go out of their way to learn about their own history and heritage. Hey, we gotta stay hopeful. Like, plant seeds, start here, build foundation for the future generation to continue this work. Yeah. Yeah. Our generation. towards restorative justice and, like, community centers. The prison, demolish. Demolish. Gone. I want to start that over. I mean, I I couldn't even finish the word. I had to stop it. I want to, like, dismantle it and just come up with a whole new idea. But honestly, it starts in schools and, like, taking a break, how we punish black kids. It starts so early. It really does. Education. That's what I mean by being curious. Like, literally start to pick up the fact that we're living in a big ass lie like a big lie it's a simulation like, you just start to like schools to prisons like such a big like that's actually a concept it's not i didn't it think of that like i didn't think of that but i'm like all of this is connected all the systems are connected and you're only going to know that if you educate yourself yeah okay last but not least yes action steps and- georgina did not appreciate her singing <laughs> Sorry. Actually, cut that. Please don't put that in there. <laughs> Please don't put that in there. That was disgusting. Okay. It's crazy how many different <laughs> angles. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Are. You're just going to have to deal no. with us. Sorry, to y'all. We're dealing y'all. with this. It's um, okay. Action steps. Yes. <laughs> wow, that was so good. I like that. I like that a lot. Jenny was saying. Yeah, like, read. Um, what was I saying? No, take read, a take a class, right? Organize, like participate in like your local community. I think you, we gotta like start in like our own communities mm-hmm. because we have like a connection. Like it, it's all about like actually like empathizing and feeling and like maybe you can't relate to like X thing happening at like X state, but like start in like your community. Mm-hmm. Start with your student or partner with your BSU, your ASU equivalent. Um, and I think just like to the Asian American per, uh, community, just voicing, voicing ourselves. Like, though we are, we get like invisibilized. I don't even know if that's a word, but let's just make it a word. Uh, and like, our voices aren't heard. It doesn't mean that anything, that, like the things that we have to say is like less worth saying. Talk to your families about anti-blackness that happens at home because you know, you think that that doesn't matter because you're out of it, but your children is in that home, like will be in that home. And so like, it is important to talk to your parents, even though it might not feel like it because, you know, like at our age, we're like, you know, like our parents, is, they can't change, but they can, they can. And like, I don't know, I like my, my unborn child really motivates me. That's where that, like, I, that thought comes from like I just really want to create a safe place for my child and I don't want my child to believe that black people are bad like that's just not something I want my child to grow up believing and so it has to start now I'm not going to start this conversation when like I got your pregnant oh, yeah you know what she's I mean? in labor she's like six hours gotta in. start now <laughs> it's gonna take a couple of years just like how you were brainwashed for a couple of years um education is key I kind of already said that um <clears throat> Do a lot of um, self-reflection and trying to dismantle the ideas and concepts that you have of yourself. And like she said, being vulnerable is really key for that. Like, don't be afraid to just look in and be like, 
Man, I'm kind of messed up for thinking this kind of way. I'm kind of messed up for having these stereotypes. Oh God, my throat is dry. I'm sorry. It happens sometimes. Oh me, oh my, my eyes watering. Excuse me, I burped a little bit. You're good. You're good. Boo, a you're lot good. was happening. Um, use your platform and use your voice because everyone has a voice. And I know a lot of you guys have platforms. You're probably watching this from a platform. And all platforms count. All platforms matter no matter what you think, no matter how many followers you have or how many views or what your interactions are like. Just the fact that you're getting the word out there, people are going to see it whether they interact with it or not. I don't know, stay curious. Like really just seek out the truth. The truth to everything. Like I don't mean to be so vague and wise, but like just find out the truth to everything. Like you're not done learning until you're done. Like done done. Like like you're <laughs> You feel me? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Just take care of yourself in the process, but also critique yourself in the yeah. process. It's a learning experience. And I think that all non-black, non-indigenous um, have to give something up. Like, I truly believe that you, ha it, like, you have privilege, so recognize privilege, but then also there has to be something that you give up whether that be time to volunteer, um, money, like actual money, if you have those finances, if you have that, it goes a long way. Donate to mutual funds, mutual aid, or who you're donating to. Donate directly to black communities versus like... Adjacent. Yeah. No, she's right though. Everyone has to give up something. So what are you willing to give up? Because if you're willing to stand for everything, you'll fall for anything. So be very intentional. That's a lyric from All Time Low. It's a punk rock band. <laughs> also, with that, you gotta give something up in order to gain something. That's the law of alchemy. Full Metal Brotherhood. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That was not English. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's for my anime fans. What's up? Oh my god. I could just sit here and keep making references Please, if I wanted to. No anime. <laughs> no anime. Okay, listen. If you stand full metal alchemist and brotherhood, leave a comment in the section. <laughs> if you stand what was the other one I said? If you Can't stand you. all time low, you know, if you stand for everything, you'll fall for anything. Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for asking me. This was fun. Thank you for these. Yes. Brought to you by Cheetos. It wasn't, but if you it wasn't, <laughs> but if you want to sponsor yeah, us, like, hey, I saw your outfits at Forever Twenty One. You know, I'd wear that. Uh, we're not experts. No, absolutely not. We're just speaking out of our patoots. Um, but also like based off of real life like our lived experiences and like whatever knowledge we picked up here and there but we're like we're regular dudes regular regular joes on normal the but you know angela davis said you it's not about being ordinary like extraordinary it's like just a few ordinary people coming together like that's what that's where the change <coughs> happens so it just takes Amelia, you. Hey, you could do this too. Yeah, it's you not know. that hard. Just be like, oh, they sucked. Let me let us make a better Let's one. Make go own. ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. I'll watch it. I'll watch I'll it. I'll support it. 
Jeez. I'll take the critique. We gotta support each other out here. Exactly. What? Okay, have a great rest of the year. We're gonna close off. Um, 2020 is gonna be bomb from now on because we're gonna manifest it and it's gonna happen. Bobby Shmurdoff's gonna be free and we're gonna go into 21. It's graduation season, baby. 4.0 season, baby. We fuck? on that. We're graduating. We're graduating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. And if you watch this, make sure to follow us on um, Instagram, Twitter. I'll put it here. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. My editing skills. Uh, we'll test it out. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Bye. Bye.